Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daft Differently again. This is Jeremy Kalmanowski and today we're learning Tractate Yoma, page Ayin Vav, or 76, and we continue with a heavily agotic pass- passage, a heavily agotic page dealing with lore and very rarely with law, or really only tangentially with law. And we're going to continue, first of all, our page has a lot of really rich material. One of the things that it has continues the theme of yesterday. I related yesterday that there is an altercation, sort of, between uh, Rabbi Yishmael, who rebukes Rabbi Akiva. Yishmael is associated with a kind of rationalist interpretation of Torah, and Rabbi Akiva appears to prefer mythic or mystical explanations. And Rabbi Akiva gave a gave a drash that manna that the that the Jewish people ate in the desert was really angelic food. And Rabbi Yishmael said, "That's not so. That's not how it works." And he said it in a kind of spicy way. Today, in our page, we have we have a similar spicy version of Rabbi Yishmael's rebuke for another of the uh, of the students of Rabbi Akiva's school. school. On the olive side of the page, we have in the same same theme of the drash about the manna. Rabbi Tarfon, Rabbi Ishmael, and all the sages were talking about the story of manna in the Torah. And Rabbi Elazar from the town of Modi'in, Yoshev Benehem, he was sitting among them. And then Rabbi Elazar says, The manna that would fall each day on the desert floor was 60 cubits tall, skyscrapers of manna. Uh, Amar lo Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Tarfon responds, Modai, you Modi'in person. How long are you going to heap up those big words in, in your midrash that was about a heap of manna? How long are you going to heap up those big words and bring them to us? Amar lo Rabbi Mikrani Doresh. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just explaining a Bible verse. Said Rabbi Elazar Modai, and he makes a kind of I must say, slightly long-winded analogy of the waters that covered the world in the flood of Noah, and it's a basic principle that God's grace is better than God's punishment. So if the waters were 15 cubits tall, and that's 15 cubits tall over the top of the tallest mountain back in flood times, they certainly could be no less for the Israelites. So, So he does think that there are skyscrapers worth of manna. There's also on our page another terrific drash, which I'm going to pair with a drash that I skipped over on the previous page, skipped over just to um, to to use my time well from from yesterday. Back on 75 on the Aleph side of the page, we had a allusion to the uh, Garden of Eden story, where it says Vinachash Afar Lachmo, the snake. Uh, whose punishment is that it, that his the dust should be his food? Back there it said Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, a pair of Palestinian sages. 
Echad Amar, one of whom said, Afilu ochel kol ma'adane olam to'em bahem tamafar, the punishment for the snake for the Garden of Eden episode is no matter what he eats, he could eat, you know, beef wellington, no matter what it is, it'll taste like dust. Vechad Amar, Afilu ochel kol ma'adane olam e'en da'ato miyushevet alav ad she'yochal afar, no matter what delight he eats, he won't be happy until he eats dust. Tanya, Amar Rabbi Yossi, another teaching in the name of Rabbi Yossi, Bo midat midat basar vadam. Come see how different God is from people. Midat basar vadam man People have a grudge against each other. They just they never let it go, and they're always angry, and they will never give their enemies any quarter. But God is not like that. Though God cursed the snake, the fact is that the snake If he climbs up on the roof, there is his food. Because God cursed him with, the dust shall be your food. And if he goes to the bottom of the pit, the dust, dust shall be your food. So in a strange way, Rabbi uh, Rabbi Yossi is saying that the snake's curse in God's enormous grace turned out to be a little bit of a blessing because the snake always has food no matter where he goes, no matter what he suffers, there's plenty of dust in the world. Now, what does all this have to do with our page today? On our page today, we have a, an interesting drash. Shalu Talmidav et Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. The students asked Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. The Torah says that the manna came down every day. Well, you know what? Why didn't it come down just once a year? Just when one big waterfall of manna once a year, they could store it up. And, you know, it would have been a much more logical miracle, said the, uh, said the students. And Rabbi Shum ben Yochai responds, Let me tell you a parable. What's the situation like? A king who has one son. And a king, in any Jewish story you know, is the big king, the big K, the big G. And he's got one child, and that is, of course, none other than Israel. And the king would give the, ch the child all his, all his sustenance one time a year. And he only came to visit once a year, naturally enough. So, so the king in that story changed the plan to give the child food every single day. And so the child would in fact appear before the father every day in that story. So too it is with the Jewish people. Somebody, poor guy, he's got four or five kids, and he says, Oi, Shema lo yered man lemachar. Uh, it's been wonderful that the manna has been here, but what if it doesn't come tomorrow? And they're all going to die of hunger. And thus all of the people will direct their hearts to, towards heaven. Now, in a certain sense, that's a story of a mean and abusive parent who starves the children so that they will always request. But I think what the rabbis have in a finer way, not a nasty way, but a fine way of saying that this is about cultivating uh, gratitude. And I think that the prime religious emotion is gratitude. And so the students asking Rabbi Shimon Yochai says, 
why didn't why didn't it all come down once a year and the people would have felt secure um, and they wouldn't have felt vulnerable and this the answer is that a measure of vulnerability I, I don't mean to suggest that God kept them vulnerable just to, to be nasty but I think that the idea is that a measure of vulnerability sensitizes you to the plight of other vulnerable people and helps cultivate in you a sense of gratitude and not taking things for granted, and that is a major and prime religious emotion. So I think that's a beautiful drash, and it's, it's what's behind the drash from yesterday's page about the snake. The snake's real punishment, therefore, this is a common place of, of Hasidic uh, uh, drashot, Hasidic expositions, the punishment of the snake is not that he didn't have food, he had lots of food, but he had no need to relate to the food with gratitude. He was able to only take it for granted, and, and it didn't help him in any way spiritually. The other thing that our page does is very valuable, is it, um, it, it derives, it begins deriving, which we'll continue on tomorrow's page, the chamesh inuyim, the chamisha inuyim, the five kinds of, of, uh, of afflictions. It begins deriving them from biblical verses. Five times the Torah takes up Yom Kippur, thus there must be five afflictions. And Talmud will ask, actually you mentioned six in the Mishnah. But eating and drinking are considered not two different afflictions, but one. Uh, all right, thanks very much for learning today's page with me. I won't be with you tomorrow, but I'll be with you in a few more days. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.